Through our many engagements daily, we support airmen in emergency financial distress, we help their families achieve their educational goals, and we improve quality of life through our proactive community programs. This is Airmen Helping Airmen, a podcast brought to you by the Air Force Aid Society and our generous donors who support airmen and their families. Each episode, we will strive to bring a smile, spark an idea, or perhaps even having you shed a tear. We will share airmen and their family stories in their voice and show you how the Airmen Helping Airmen philosophy still drives our mission today. But why is that important? Because none of it's possible without you. In this episode of Airmen Helping Airmen, we get to know the faces behind the Air Force Aid Society. My name is LaToya Crow, and I am the Director of Communications and Development at the Air Force Aid Society. I've actually been in this role about two years. My background essentially is in marketing, uh, very heavily in data science and analytics. In the most simplest terms, I see myself as the storyteller. I tell our story in a number of ways. I'm always looking for new and innovative channels to reach the donors, but then I also reach the airmen by telling our story. With my background in data science, I curate the information that we receive, and my job is twofold. I'm, I'm always looking for new and innovative ways to expand our reach, to get our story told, and to ensure that airmen know that we even exist. So for me, growing up, I've always been um, encouraged in some way to get back. And I'm passionate about the mission of the Air Force Aid Society. While I did not wear the uniform, I do come from a family of service members. Uh, my grandfather served in World War II in the Navy. And uh, most of my great uncles actually served either in the Army or the Air Force. Uh, my sister is a retired airman, and I have a number of family members, uh, first cousins, who are also um, active duty in the Air Force um, and the other branches of service. But what led me to the Air Force Aid Society is that I really wanted to be a part of an organization that had a very strong mission um, where I could not only contribute um, through my work performance, but then also I could contribute the skill sets. Giving back is important to me because it was instilled in me early on in my childhood. My mom and my grandmother uh, instilled in me the importance of giving back. Well, they always told me, you know, look for creative ways to basically make an impact within your community. When I was looking for nonprofit organizations to work for, you look at the mission of those nonprofit organizations and it has to be, I would think, you know, you would want to find an organization that resonates with you. So for me, Air Force Aid Society was that type of organization. It was like, wow, I get to give back and I get to help service members. What the Airmen Helping Airmen mission means to me is helping airmen have a better life. We, we're family and when you need that um, support or when you have your back against the wall or when you feel like you have no other outcome, we're here, don't think you're doing this alone. So go to that Airmen and Family Readiness Center, find your Air Force Aid Society officer, visit our website, start a conversation with us and you'll see that. And for our donors and potential donors, the message is simple, give back so that we can continue the Airmen Helping Airmen mission that was started 1942 by General Henry Half Arnold and his wife, Bee. Next up is Jan Duckworth. My background is actually, I, I was an Air Force brat. I was brought up in the Air Force. 
So my dad was in the Air Force. He, he was a retired Chief Master Sergeant. Uh, we lived, I was born at MacDill Air Force Base in Tampa, Florida. I grew up in that Air Force family. My mom worked for the Department of the Air Force, had my degree, but my very first job was that little typing class I took in uh, one semester in high school and I landed my first job as a secretary with the uh, Department of the Air Force in the publishing division over at Bowling. Once I was there, uh, the big boss, his name was uh, James Delaney, he was a colonel, an active duty colonel, and he worked at the Pentagon. He would come over to Bowling for what I say morale visits, I like to call them, and uh, he was the director of administration and publishing fell under him. And so I met him, I volunteered to work on his retirement party. Just in speaking to him, I said, so what are you going to do now that you've you know, retired from the Air Force? And he said he was going to work for the Air Force Aid Society. I was like, what's that? And he told me what it was. I said, that sounds amazing. He said, if you ever need any help, you let me know. And lo and behold, a few months later, he called me up, came over, interviewed me. I was his very first hire. And so I worked for him as his administrative assistant uh, in the early days uh, back in, believe it or not, uh, 1986. So I've been with Air Force Aid for over 34 years. So Jim Delaney, when he retired from the Air Force, he went to work for Air Force Aid as the, they called him the assistant director back then, or now what would be known as the chief operating officer. So he was in charge of the emergency assistance department, the education department. Um, and, and when I got there, the way that they had this set up, the caseworkers, the emergency assistance caseworkers, there were three of them at the time, and then they moved to four. I just was, I was just enamored. I thought those people have the best job ever. I want to do that one day. <laughs> and now I'm an Air Force mom. My daughter, you know, graduated from the Air Force Academy last month and she's going to be stationed at Hurlburt before pilot training. And so I've just kind of gone the whole gamut from being, um, you know, born at an Air Force base and now being an Air Force mom and still continuing to, to let folks know about the Air Force Aid Society and the wonderful things we do. So Airmen Helping Airmen is what General and Mrs. Arnold founded the Air Force Aid Society on. Uh, it means taking care of our own and for airmen to do their part to make sure that happens. Well, to me, it means taking care of our airmen. I mean, airmen helping airmen, it means assisting them so that they don't have to worry when financial emergencies come up, they can concentrate on the Air Force mission and airmen helping airmen, we are helping them in every facet of their life, from emergency assistance to education to our community programs, our emerging needs of the Air Force. As growing up in that Air Force family, being, being that child of the airmen, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to, to be in an Air Force base and having to make friends quickly. I know what it's like now, you know, working in a civilian role and what the, what the airmen do. And as a mom of an airman, uh, I wanna make sure that she's taken care of and, and everyone, and it's, it's, a, it's a community really. I mean, the airmen helping other airmen because the airmen gave, you know, the early on, they're able to help future airmen. So when I first started, I was an administrative assistant, basically secretarial duties. Uh, and then from there, I worked also in an area called family income management. We helped the personal financial managers with resources and that kind of thing. What I really wanted to do from 
a very early beginning at Air Force A was to be an emergency assistance caseworker. And that's what I am now. I'm actually the senior caseworker only because, uh, not because of age, just because I've been there the longest. As far as what I see in the future for Air Force Aid, engaging with the airmen while we're doing this podcast right now, this is this is great. It's a great medium for airmen to learn about the Air Force Aid Society. I'm very passionate about Air Force Aid. I am. I am very passionate, and I I uh, I make sure that those folks out there, when I run across those airmen, especially when they're riding with me, I have them captivated for about 30 minutes. So if they haven't heard about Air Force Aid, they know, like, oh, they have the choice to ride with me or not ride with me. I would invite any airman out there who's listening to this and needs assistance, get to the Airmen and Family Readiness Center, because if you have a car that's broken down or you need help, whether that be emergency travel, a cranial helmet for your child, we are here to help you. So for you airmen out there that, that need assistance, obviously, you know, from Air Force A, from our standpoint, uh, a lot of these cases, the, the assistance that's needed, it just tugs at our heartstrings. So for you airmen out there, come in and get your aha moment. My name is John Farrell. I'm the Director of Human Resources for the Air Force Aid Society and also Executive Assistant to General Hopper. I served 26 years in the Air Force. I'm a retired Chief Master Sergeant and uh, very familiar with Air Force Aid because I wore the diamond. If you remember, that's a first sergeant for 10 years. So I had personnel that I would refer to Air Force Aid or physically take them over there many times. So my first uh, 12 years when I was out of the Air Force, I had nothing to do with the United States Air Force, worked in corporate America and then was blessed four years ago on the 24th, actually a couple days ago, it was four years ago to come work for Air Force Aid and now see vividly firsthand what a difference we make in the lives of Air Force personnel. So what I find with Air Force Aid is, is uh, when I was wearing the uniform, you would have people from all walks of life, all backgrounds, all Air Force specialties, officer enlisted both, that would come and require some semblance of help. And I would uh, refer them to the Air Force Aid Society. So I've seen firsthand directly what the impact is when you have proud parents that see their child graduate and know that we had an impact with that by providing educational scholarships or grants to them. So vividly, day to day, I see it constantly. And now that I work for it, of course, at the corporate headquarters, you see firsthand what a difference you make more on a global basis internationally. Yeah, I was a first sergeant for 10 years. Prior to that, I was in education and training and, and taught for 10 years. Uh, so now, since I hung up the uniform, I was one of those guys who was a master sergeant, senior master sergeant, chief master sergeant, first sergeant. Worked from small units to the largest unit in the United States Air Force at the time. I was blessed to have all different walks of life. People basically do not want to show that they have human frailties or weaknesses. So many times they'll hide or put their head in the sand like an ostrich and just hope that it doesn't come to the surface. So, you know, again, for every dollar that we take in, we, we tout that $3 goes out the door taking care of airmen. We're very cognizant. It's all about airmen helping airmen. I wore the diamond, the first sergeant for 10 years and worked in a lot of different organizations. Without exaggeration, I probably referred over a thousand airmen to Air Force Aid Society. Sometimes I would take them, sometimes they would go on their own. A lot of different cases, some that come to mind. I, I think of the times where I would work where a family member was either unfortunately passed away or near death. 
where I would, they would come to me and they'd say, Hey, uh, I need to get back home. I don't have the money. Is there anything that we can do? Well, we tout ourselves on saying that we have interest-free loans or grants, depending on the severity of the situation. So I would tell as first Sergeant Farrell back in the day, I would tell them that they have to set aside their pride. They need to be willing to come forward and get the help when, when necessary. Not only do I believe that senior leaders should give back, whether that be physically or monetarily, but it's incumbent upon them to go ahead and influence their airmen to do so. So we need our airmen to help airmen. And, and that all comes down to giving. And it doesn't have to be a lot. I remember when I was a young one striper, I gave a dollar a month. And back in 1979, 1980, that was a lot of money, believe it or not. So it's one of those things where you just have to conscious, make a conscious effort that you're going to pay it forward to Aaron. So when I talk to those senior leaders, I tell them that they should not only be giving, but they need to involve their airmen in the giving process. Because when it comes down to it, it's all about airmen helping airmen. There's never a better feeling when you know you made a difference in a person's life. And the great thing about the Air Force Aid Society is you know exactly that. You know that you took whatever their situation was and ultimately improved it for a better. So I take a lot of pride and a lot of, a lot of satisfaction that now 15 years removed from wearing the uniform that I'm still contributing to the United States Air Force. I'm still contributing to the mission of the Air Force because I'm providing mission capable airmen for them to succeed. So my name is Rachel Burns and I'm the development manager at Air Force Aid Society. So I work in the marketing and development department. Uh, there's only two of us. Um, and I focus on the fundraising and donor relations side. So that's everything from thanking donors to helping uh, keep the database clean and that sort of thing. A lot of people in my family have served in the military. My grandfather was in the Air Force and was in the Korean War. Um, some cousins in the Marines and my great-great-grandfather actually was an admiral in the Navy uh, but I have never been in the military I'm civilian but I have been really interested in our military and uh, what we do to support them so when I was looking for a job um, a little over two years ago I found the Air Force Aid Society so my background has primarily been in fundraising and in database management, but mostly I'd been in education. So I had worked for a small private college and then a private girls' school. So I was interested in Air Force Aid Society because they used the database platforms that I had used in the past, and I knew they had good taste. So I first heard about Air Force Aid Society when I was overseas and looking for a job. Um, it seemed like a good organization when I researched it, but then on my way back to the continental U.S., I stopped in Hawaii to see an Air Force friend. So I asked her about Air Force Aid Society, and she'd heard of it. She thought it was a great organization and really encouraged me um, to pursue working for Air Force Aid. Sure. So the Airmen Helping Airmen mission, to me, means I help facilitate that mission. I, since I'm not an airman, I'm there to help airmen help each other. At Air Force Aid, we're providing the structure that the airmen need to be able to take care of their own. The work that we do holds that structure in place and allows us to keep the airmen mission focused, mission ready, because we know we're going to help them get each other's backs. We have a really good opportunity to make sure we build and continue relationships with people that really care about airmen. I want to connect people who are interested in giving back, retirees who are looking for somewhere to invest 
in our airmen. I want to get to know those people and have a relationship with them and continue to build those relationships in the future. You start, you continue. It's a relationship and it's new territory for us. We really need to focus on getting to know the people that care and seeing how we can serve them and how they want to serve our airmen. That's how I get my aha moment, talking to those people. If you have any ties to the Air Force, whether you've served or someone in your family has served, this, this is the place. Getting their aha moment and knowing if me as a civilian can see that, I can only imagine how much more an airman will understand and appreciate that kind of generational support. That kind of, that an airman will understand that kind of legacy that they have the chance to continue. My name is Jennifer Brill. I'm one of two employees in the education department located at the Air Force Aid Society headquarters. I've been working um, in the education department at Air Force Aid Society for 12 years. Um, what I do is process the grant applications, merit scholarships, and loan applications that come in from Air Force dependents um, who are applying for the Air Force Aid Society General Henry Education Grant Program. Um, I process grant applications from the service members' families that apply. With a little background of when I was a, a Marine spouse, which was uh, over 30 years ago, there really was not a lot of support for me as a spouse, or I, we didn't have, there was no children, but um, coming into the Air Force Aid Society, they really do provide a lot of resources for families. Um, it actually gives me um, a good feeling knowing that I am able to help um, students reach their education goals. Um, and when we get you know, positive feedback or thank yous. It, it gives me a really good feeling being able to help these families and help these kids who otherwise may not be able to reach their education goals and get college education. We try our best to get the word out, letting students know at the beginning of the year, January 2nd, our grants open for the next fall and spring. If you think that there's a possibility you may not be eligible for our grant, go ahead and, and try. Go ahead and, uh, go ahead and apply. And who knows, maybe at that point you may find your aha moment. Every year, the new grant applications open on January 2nd for the upcoming academic year. So the best thing to do is set a reminder and apply early. And if you'd like to find out more information on the Air Force Aid Society, go to afas.org to find out more. As a reminder, don't forget to subscribe, like, share, visit us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can find this podcast on all podcast platforms. And like always, without you, none of this is possible. Keep listening.